Okay, Adam, we're back. Hey, Star Wars. And, and we have Daniel, obviously. Daniel, sorry. Have we ever had Daniel on for two episodes in a row? Absolutely not. Well, hey, no, you're no. here, Daniel. How are you? Yeah, so... Good. Oh, okay. Crazy times. Yep. Yeah, How how is everyone? Have they just been inside their house for the last, I guess, week? Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. I went shopping yesterday. My mom woke me up and said, "Hey, so we're in a state of emergency." I'm like, wait, what? I see Doug Ford on TV, and then we went shopping. We went to the no frills near my house. We saw someone walk out with toilet paper and thought, "Let's go." Got in there. It was all gone. But we, got, <laughs> we got plenty of food, and we still have a bunch of toilet paper. I think we have ten rolls left, so we got to make that last. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first ever edition of Bizarre Adventures, mm-hmm. where we just talk about pretty much whatever. I think that's kind of what we talked about before we started the episode. We're really just going to be talking about different things every week. Yeah, like, you know, videos, movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. So if you want us to watch something or you want us to listen to something and you want us to talk about it, let us know. Yeah. We'll watch it. We will watch it. And we'll talk about it. We might not like it. But we'll We'll talk about it. We'll do our best. So today's topic, episode nine, Star Wars. I'll start. I'll stop. We are quite late on this review. It is March seventh, eighteenth. Yeah, this movie came out in December. Yeah, and I fully blame Adam. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, even though I, I mean, I'm I'm probably one of the bigger Star Wars fans that you know, Alex. It's me and Daniel. I think we're gonna figure out which one's the biggest one today. But yeah, I didn't see it because I don't have any friends. So I'm not gonna go. I'm not like Gary Gould. I'm not gonna go to the theater by myself. I don't have. I watched it by myself. Did you? Yes, I did. Wow. What about you, Daniel? You saw it with friends, didn't you? No, I saw it with my siblings. Your sibling? Because I remember. I think we were gonna do an episode, but you went and saw it with somebody. So maybe that's what I was thinking of. Wow. One of the many reasons we've missed you on this podcast because you want a, a life. How dare you? Shall we get started? Why not? Why not? Okay, let's start with Adam, because I know Adam has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, he pretty much summed it up. for Like, his sum up for me was, I loved it. He has not told me a single thing about what he liked about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going in completely blind here. So, Adam, what did you like about this movie? See... I think you gotta you gotta first of all say that this is the kind of movie where if you're just in it for a fun ride, you're gonna absolutely love it. I I turned my brain off before watching this because I felt like that was what I needed to do and needed to do to enjoy it, and that's exactly it. There was stuff that made sense. But what I loved most about this movie, I I'd, I'd probably say, is that 
it was I, I loved Kylo Ren probably the most. I've loved his story. It felt like they've really done Anakin Skywalker right with his character. And I like how he really came full circle in this movie. That was probably my favorite bit of it. I, I wanted some cool stuff of Kylo. And I probably think I liked I didn't like one thing about him in this movie, and it's one of the few things I didn't like, but overall I just I loved Kylo. And also I loved seeing um, Harrison Ford again. That was pretty cool. Okay, you talked about turning your brain off. Don't is isn't that an issue for you? Doesn't that seem like a bit of an issue? See, at the end of the day, what people need to remember is this is a movie about dudes with laser swords and they can move rocks with their minds, alright? So I, I, at the same time, do you want to look at it and say, hey, a story should make sense, especially when it's going through the course of nine movies, yes, but I wanted to enjoy this movie, so I was going to ignore all the stupid stuff like, can somebody please tell me why exactly, you know, Finn never, throughout this nine course movie, never explains to Ray how he feels about her and that kind of stuff, how is Palpatine alive, where did they get a fleet to start the stories? I don't know. I'm just going to sit there and enjoy my Star Wars. Okay. I don't know. I find it weird. I've never got into a movie turning my brain off. Mm. What about you, Daniel? Like, yeah. I liked it. I kind of felt the same way, too. You know, like, what I kind of felt with Star Wars is Star Wars. Uh, the lore is still there. It felt kind of jagged going from uh, Last Jedi to this one. I'm not going to lie. I know different directors, different approaches. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I liked it. I know. The idea of, like, turning your brain off, it's kind of the thing where, like, you know, yeah, the, the narrative, it felt a bit jagged here and there, but it is, like, you know, it's Star Wars. You're going to go in, you're going to have, you're going to have a fun time. I'm going to take it too seriously. The the thing is, though, I feel like no one was saying this for Episode 7 or Episode 8 that they went in with their brain turned off. Mm-hmm. And now we're watching episode nine, and now we're moving the goalposts. Well, I would argue that I, I'm actually someone who really, really likes episode seven. Okay. And I would I would say that I think a big problem, and you kind of talked about it there, Daniel, the change in directors really messes it up for people. And I think it was just a case of, for me and Daniel especially, we just wanted to endure our Star Wars. And I think that's the only thing we could do to enjoy this movie. Okay, so who directed 7, 8, and 9, if you know off the top of your head? 7 and 9 was uh, was J.J. Abrams, and 8 was Ryan Johnson. Okay. No, listen, I enjoyed it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't enjoy it. But, right, like, there's two ways of looking at it. Like, okay, looking at it as a single movie or looking at it as a whole, as all nine movies. Mm-hmm. And it seems like... Or this is what I'm getting from from what you're saying. I could be completely wrong here. Is that you guys looked at it as a one movie thing, whereas all the other eight movies you looked at it as a okay. This is part of an of an eight or nine at this point nine movie trilogy or whatever. I wouldn't say for for certain aspects, right? For example, like a big thing in this movie is Ray actually has some internal conflict. And and, you, right. and and it felt like that was something she definitely didn't have. There was a bit of it towards the end of the movie, sorry, towards the end of episode um, of episode eight in Last Jedi. You could tell like she wanted it was she almost joined Kylo, right? And th- there are some good parts for like for example, Kylo 
is the best part of each one of these trilogy, like every single movie in this trilogy, right? He there is a story with him, so there are some great parts. I think the best part parts of this trilogy are actually the good stories, but the problem is there's just not enough of it. And again, like yeah, it, it goes to your point of it's a problem that the only parts I'm enjoying are the actual good storytelling and everything else to enjoy. It, I have to turn my brain off. I, I found something you said interesting in the stories about Kylo Ren. Is that yeah. right? And I think if you if you watch simply obviously just seven, eight, and nine, I think you really get to the fact that it is a story about Kylo Ren. And I don't think you realize that by watching seven and eight. If you just watch seven and eight, I would tell you that that movie's really not about Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. It really is about this the whole Jedi movement again. Yeah. Well, sorry, what, what, okay, so this is my inner Star Wars nerd coming out. I'm going to refer to him as Ben Solo from now on. Go ahead. <laughs> Up so, to you. Okay, Daniel, you are there because your camera moved and I was wondering if you had gone or something. No, so, I'm here. You are here. So, like, d- d- guys, I want to know about this because the way I've always looked at Star Wars is, and I think George Lucas is the same thing, the original six movies was the story of Anakin Skywalker. Yes. The way I look at this trilogy is also it should have been about Kylo. But I think uh, in a way, I I have this feeling, and, and you said it perfectly that the, before about the change of directors. I think that if if J.J. Abrams, was J.J. Abrams supposed to do episode eight? I think so, right? Because no, I... Or- it, because in episode seven, you're kind of introduced to these characters, all right. You're, you're most of the characters are really new to every single person. Yes. Except obviously, except the older one, like the ones from the past movies. But the main characters of the movie, Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, um, Ray, etc., 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 are are new to you and it bit that episode seven is really building okay who are these who are these people and what how are they involved in this trilogy are we talking rose yeah sure like anyone who's new and kind of had a major part in the movie whereas episode eight i think focused more on on the jedi and though that side, if am I wrong? Like I feel like they took a different direction, and J.J. Abrams came back and it's like, okay, let's focus on both sides and make it a story, not just about the Jedi, but also about Kylo Ren. That was that's kind of what I got from it. I could be wrong. Yeah, Danny boy. <clears throat> up <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes i'm here no dude, I, 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 I think you've got a point there alex because like there was such an emphasis with um when yo in episode in last jedi when yoda like burns the tree down he's like mm, the knowledge has she already looked worry not you should you know that kind of stuff right like, there was little emphasis in Episode Nine, where it's like, oh, she'll be the last of the Jedi, and Luke having to say, listen, you're the last of it. And, like, the connection there, right? I, I get, but it, it's it's such... You can tell 
that there was just so like yeah the, like a big overall like, like kind of point here that the change in directors really messes everything up yeah, yeah i feel like episode yeah last jedi like it it's still like something so unique but it's like it's like it's set up for something so different from what we got that it, it's a good movie if you really yes. kind of look at it, but the overall story, the problem with Star Wars is you have to look at the grand scheme of things, and that's when it becomes a bit of an issue. Yeah, it, it seems so different, and then I, I just kind of felt like, okay, this is one thing I guess I'll take from the Rise of Skywalker is I don't know what I kind of felt was it's just like they're like there's so many loose ends we got to do it in this one movie. Mm-hmm. We gotta make sure everything is concluded, no matter how rushed or how people feel about it. Like we gotta get this done, because yeah. we didn't do we didn't do it the last movie. That's fair. It was a rea- I think like a lot of people said it was definitely reactionary. That's how I felt. Yes, Rose. A lot of fan service. I find yeah, fan service. Man, I I'm a big anime guy, so I can tell you a thing or two about fan service. Um. Can we talk about, lads, why the hell did Kylo and Rey kiss? I don't get that. Uh, I don't know why, but there was just like this. I, I, You know, can I be honest? I felt it from episode seven onwards, kind of. No. Like there was just this tension. it, It just felt like this tension. Not like it just felt like there was something there. But then she calls herself a Skywalker at the end of the movie. Yeah, that pissed me off. I'm like, and man, it's like, not like, it. Oh. I'm like, Leia's basically her mom, so oh, I just kissed my brother, which is a theme. No, but that's not that's not the case, though. That, see, that's the, and I get, you know, Leia was there to, um, I guess, guide her yeah. on her journey. But to call yourself a Skywalker... Uh, that name ha- like for me that name has meaning and i can imagine it the same goes for you guys like to call yourself a skywalker has meaning and i feel like by doing that especially to end the movie of all things if you had just done the the sunset trial i think you would have been fine but yes yes i suit my ish- i had a big issue there when she called her like obviously i got goosebumps because it was kind of like oh episode four but but i had an issue with that for sure while we're on that scene sorry go ahead daniel did you guys ever watch the office you guys watch the office right too many times okay do you know a part where dwight says like identity theft is not a joke jim There's a meme that was going out where yes, he's like, my name yes. is Ray. Yeah, my name is Ray Skywalker. And then <laughs> Dwight's character is like, um, identity theft is not a joke, Ray. <laughs> what did you guys think of the uh, of the fact that she's a Palpatine? Because I thought that was a bit silly. I felt bamboozled. I kind of loved it. So you know, I know Adam likes chaos, and I felt like that was just ultimate chaos for Star Wars fans because yes. it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, like no, no one, no one, like you know. Okay, Episode Seven, we know that we don't know who her, like no one knows who her parents are, mm-hmm. except, and then obviously in Episode Nine, Kylo knows, et cetera, et cetera. But 
it just seemed like, did you really have to bring him? Like, and, and the worst part was, I don't know if you saw this, but there was something going around about uh, people confirming that he was a clone or something like that. Did you see that? Oh, it was like in the wasn't the the book like the novelization, right, of the book? Yeah, that's cl- also Alex Daniel will know this. In Star Wars, there's always this kind of BS stuff about in the back. There's there is always a thing in the background of cloning because of Camino and the Clone Wars. There's yeah, always, yeah, like the clone stuff with Palpatine. Like there's even been so before the prequels are ever made. I believe there's a comic series where Palpatine already had a clone. So people kind of figured it out. But there there was a really bad thing in that when when Kyle's like, hey, so your parents were nobodies. But your grandfather is like, oh, like I'm turning my brain off, but I can like that still distracts me how bad and how much of a retcon that was. But maybe this is just me, and I guess I understand. I-, I can understand why they did something like that. But was it really necessary for them to bring bring him back into the mix? For me, can can I be fully honest? Yes. I think they the the fact that they brought him back just seemed like something to not and it makes sense oh yeah you know it ties everything together but I feel like it was some type of move to say okay you know what let's just bring as many people back as possible to the theater and if they know that he's going to be in the movie that's going to bring all the old fans back because I think a lot of or, or this was my perception of what I was reading online is that a lot of like the older fans, like the people who actually went to see the movies in theaters when it first came out. Well, is that were, was the people who saw the most or those were the people who, no, no, those were the people who didn't like seven and eight. Oh, okay. So I thought, okay, you know, bringing back this character who, we haven't really talked about in episode seven or eight. Let's bring him back in episode nine. That's going to bring more people to see this movie because it's a old character. Hey, Daniel. Yes. You know how a lot of people had the whole theory of how um, Snoke was going to be Plagueis? Oh, yeah, I heard that. That was going around. Okay. Okay. In, in, okay. Alex, do you know who Darth Plagueis is? Yes. Okay. So... I wonder, like, because I don't, because you need a big baddie at the end, right? And I don't see any way where Kylo was going to go full bad, right? So I don't know who made the decision to kill Snoke. Because I'm assuming that there had to have been some sort of plan where they needed a big bad evil. But then when you kill Snoke off in Last Jedi, it's like, well, who's the ultimate evil now? Because Kylo's story is ultimately going to be a redemption. But who does he redeem himself again? And who else is there beside Palpatine? Right. See, the more we talk about this movie, the more I don't like it. Can we can we just do a thing quickly where we talk about like just little tidbits of what we really liked, and then we pick the rest of this movie apart? Okay. Yeah, we can try. Um, quickly, you know. So the okay, okay, right, right. So the reason that I came up with the name Bizarre Adventures for this little show why we don't have any hockey because there's a really for those of you who don't know there's an anime slash manga series called jojo's bizarre adventure that's a very popular and it's known for its jokes its memes all this kind of stuff and one of the main villains like the best villains in the series in all of anime is a guy named dio brando right there is a robot in this movie whose name is dio 
And when I saw, like, of course, I didn't know about this robot till I had watched the movie the other day. I went on Twitter to find when they had first said something about this Dio guy. And the replies were all about JoJo's references, right? So that's where the name of this is. So I want to start off by saying, Kono Deoda, there's a robot named Dio, and I refuse to believe this isn't a JoJo's reference, and I love it. Also, Chewbacca getting Han Solo's medal from episode four, I cried like a I'm not afraid to admit it. I loved it. Oh, I gotta censor that. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know, seriously, I uh, we talk about good fan service. I love Chewbacca getting the medal, even though that I was great. killed him. Um, Daniel, best part. Okay. Oh, or best favorite part. or favorite? I don't know. Whatever, whatever. We're going off here. Okay, so I watched the movie twice in theaters, actually back to back. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so what ends, hap- what ends up happening is first viewing, I took it as it was, where I'm like, okay, I'm really confused on how they're going with this. So mm-hmm. I, le- I, had, I had that approach. You like it because it's Star Wars. You got another Star Wars movie, just enjoy it. Second time going through, um, it's what I kind of felt like, okay, this is where the narrative's kind of weird. It's up until that point where they're like, you know, we got to strike back at Exegol and you know, use what fleet we have. Um, when the song, the March of Resistance came on, that's when I'm like, okay, this is my favorite part onwards. So we got Star with John Williams, where are you, man? Yes, when, like, they were preparing again to, like, go out, and, like, they're like, all right, despite, like, the Starfleet, you know, we got this, let's do something about it. Like, it was a great space battle. I think that's what they kind of took on from the last trilogy was these, like, great space battles. Like, something I felt that they really lacked in the prequels. Oh, except the opening of episode three. How dare you? Of course, yes. <laughs> I don't, I still think it's epic in Rise of Skywalker. That one was a lot more epic. I, I in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, for me, I really like, except for one very particular part, I really like the ending where she goes back to Tatooine. Yeah, and yeah. Her neighbors. Yeah, I like that. I don't like that she calls herself a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Identity theft, guys. Identity theft is not a joke. <laughs> okay. But uh, other than that, I really like that very that specific scene. All right. Uh, I have a few more tidbits of positivity I want to bring up, if that's okay. Go ahead. Um, Lando? Lando? Yeah. I like yeah. he wasn't... I love how they didn't use him a bunch. They... He showed up, helped them, and then he flew the Falcon at the end with Chewie. I like how they didn't use... I look, I, At first, when they fake out Chewie's death, I thought they were going to use something of, at the end, we have some sort of Lando and Chewie ex machina at the end. But happily, they didn't, so... Lando! I thought that was, like, I thought that was the Chewie thing. That was a cop-out. I kind of find that, like... There, there would have been a lot more tension if we didn't find out he survived so quickly. Man, I... You gotta feel bad for Chewbacca, though, that... All his friends except Lando are dead, and Lando is kind of old, so he's gonna die soon. Like when, like Chewie is. I feel so. That guy's been around, man. He's been around. He has. Like he's been around since like the the the, the Clone Wars. He's an old bastard. Um, I like. I we talked about this bit earlier. I like how Ray actually had some sort of internal conflict with her, fighting the dark side a bit, especially when she goes to the Death Star and that. You know what I had an issue with, though? You know what else? Okay, so you know in the trailer, 
you know how they're the biggest scene or not the biggest the thing that i saw a lot of people talk about was the scene where she has the red lightsaber yes and everyone's freaking out about it you know she's turning to the dark side and then it was literally in the movie for 30 seconds Oh, that's so Hollywood, though. I, I hate it. Pissed me off so yeah. much. I'm like, man, you could have done something with that if you really wanted to. You could have built on something like that. Like, and, and I guess they did in a way because she's battling her internal conflict. Mm-hmm. Because you know, her grandfather was Palpatine. Was but, like, was that a split saber? Like, was it a double sided that she ripped apart too? Um, no, it just flipped, it flipped over. Yeah. Okay, because I thought it was yeah. a split saber and I was going to lose my mind about it. Um, my, cool. last, my last sort of positive thing here. Um, I, I cannot tell you how much I loved hearing all the, the, uh, the voices in Ray's head. Ahsoka from Star Wars Clone Wars, Anakin, Obi-Wan, both Ewan McGregor and Amakinis, um... Luminara, Mace Windu, Kanan, Samuel L. Jackson, my boy, Kanan from Rebels. Uh, I really, really, really loved that. And that part, yeah. That was an epic it, part. You yeah. know what I think this movie did kind of well? What? And, and, and I think it, it, it had certain parts in the movie where it really made it somewhat nostalgic, right? The end where she goes back to Tatooine, they do the whole double, the two sun, the, the, the scene, mm-hmm. that where they're talking in her head, but it's all the old voices that you haven't heard since whenever. And even at the end, when the last battle, when all of the people come in, mm-hmm. which which did feel, you, you know what that felt like? What? Avengers Endgame. Oh, I don't know if you got the same feeling, but as soon as it happened, I'm like, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That was the feeling I got. But I think that's something the movie did, one of the things it did okay in, mm-hmm. in, in having some type of nostalgia. Fair enough. Should we go to the negatives then? Sure. All right, guys. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I have to get this off my chest. All right. I'm a big lightsaber guy. Okay? It's not Luke's lightsaber. It's Anakin's. Why are you burying Anakin's lightsaber on freaking Tatooine? I can't stand that. I know in the story and who had it last. I know it was was Luke's. But for the love of God, go to Naboo, go to Padme's tomb, and give the lightsaber to her for the love of God. I can't stand that. I okay, can, so can you explain it for the listeners? Because my history of this lightsaber is a little okay. rusty. So the blue lightsaber that Ray, I first of all, I thought they destroyed it in Last Jedi. I'm a same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rec- thank God though, because it's a great lightsaber. So the same, the lightsaber that like Ray and I go after, the blue lightsaber that 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 Ben Solo uses, that Ray's using, and Finn use that blue lightsaber. Before Luke had, and he used it in episode four in that, was actually Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber when he used it when he was a general in the, in the Clone Wars, right? That's Anakin's lightsaber that after, if, remember in episode three, after Obi-Wan cuts him in half, he takes his lightsaber. That's the same okay. lightsaber that he then gives to Luke in episode four, and Luke holds on to it for a long time. We never even found out how Maz even got the lightsaber, which is all. Yeah, because it's... 
Yeah, because when Luke's hand gets chopped off, the lightsaber goes with it. In, yeah, uh, it, it falls in like the pit in Bespin, and we never know what happens to it, right? So we never. So, so I just, I really hate that, that, that Anakin hates Tatooine, right? That's where his mom died. He was sold into slavery. All this kind of stuff happens, and they just bear and Ray buries his lightsaber. Luke should be his damn green mom, wherever that is, and then she buries it on Tatooine. What's what the doing? What's the significance of the of burying it? I think it's to real. I, I think it was just as simple as, hey, we're like it. It was on Tatooine, right? It's burying like it's right next to Luke's home where his family were killed. It's like it. It, it just felt like really just the end of their of the Skywalker story, the real ones to me. That's what I, I felt. It was just really putting the bow on top. I don't know if you guys felt that, but I don't think it's anything deeper than that. It's just those are their two lightsabers. Of course, you know, Leia has hers from the vision. And I think it was just putting those two to rest because now that Kylo has turned and died, unfortunately, but at the end he turned to the light side again, that those two can finally rest in peace. And she was really just laying them to rest. I was what I kind of got out of it. Makes sense. This is a small, random thing. But I really wish Leia had a green lightsaber, or we could see Luke's green lightsaber, because like we just saw li- blue lightsabers yes. throughout the entire movie. Yes. I like the balance. Adam, I need you ex- to explain something to me, to me, and to the listeners. Yes. Or Daniel, whoever can explain it to me. Mm-hmm. The yellow lightsaber. Oh. It's. I, a, I, I like to know its significance. And I'd like to know why Ray had it at the end of the movie. Daniel, do you want to go first on this or what? Because I have a few things to say about her lightsaber, actually. Adam, you're probably like a bit better with me with this because you've watched the Clone Wars. But I just know for sure it was used by like the Temple Guards, the yellow lightsaber. Yes. That's how I remember. And I know mm-hmm. they were like more sensitive as well. But yeah, that's all I really know about the yellow one. Can you el- elaborate on it? Yeah, it was really just that that the temple guards back at the Jedi Temple would kind of use it, and like there was a bit of story between one of the temple guards who turned to the Sith, and they had like devil sided lightsabers and all that. But it's it's really weird because yellow lightsabers have always been kind of yellow orange. There's it's been a really weird thing where George Lucas has used them very sparingly. Back when he, like Ahsoka Tano's a character who kind of had this yellowy lightsaber in Clone Wars. And the creator of that, Dave Filoni and George Lucas, had this big debate on whether to give her it. Like, lightsaber colors are very important. It's like personality. A green lightsaber may mean you're more in tune to the Force and all that kind of stuff, right? And then there's purple because Samuel L. Jackson screwed everything up, right? But it, Was he the only one with a purple lightsaber? There's another yeah. person somewhere in the uh-huh. lore. And also okay. in... Should I go? No, I, I it would oh. no, I can't. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Oh, no, spoiler for what? Story. Nothing. Nothing. No, oh my god. Okay, um, this is a funny story about uh, Samuel Jackson with the purple one. Apparently, he just chose it during the Battle of Geonosis in the arena because he wanted to see where he was during the entire battle. Yeah. And yeah, you went to George Lucas like, "Mom, please, I want to, I want to stand out." And George said, "No." They have blue or they have green. But then he gave it to him. And then the, the version of the lightsaber he gave to Samuel Jackson has BMF engraved on it. <laughs> or no, just MF from other, yeah, yeah. other bleeper on it. Also, I don't know. Sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, 
is it me or I don't think her lightsaber is actually just one color because it seems to me she twists it on the emitter and for a second it looked like it was it was green or blue. So I think it's multiple colors, which doesn't make sense because kyber crystals are like one color. You can yeah. bleed it and turn its color. You can clean it and it becomes gray. But I don't know if it was just me, but it looked like it was more of like, you know those pens that have different colors and you push it down? I yeah. thought it was like that. Did you guys notice that or am I going crazy? No, I didn't notice that. But I believe you. You'd probably see that more than I would. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the signet that then – Maybe I don't know if you have the answer to this. You might actually not. What is the significance of her having the yellow lightsaber at the end of the movie? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. It just look cool. I think because cool. that's the second. But see, it, it, again, like, and I know you guys watched it with your brain turned off, but it was the second thing at the end of the movie that really messed it up for me. It's the only – what's really weird, really, really weird is I'm trying to find like a a sort of – oh my – like a, a guy to it online. And the problem is is like there – she's the first sort of main character to have a yellow lightsaber, which is very weird to me because like – like uh, you, we've seen weird colors. There's the black saber from the Mandalorian slash it was Clone Wars before. We see white lightsabers, which are cleaned up Sith red ones. There's the purple one because Windu. Uh, I, I I can't. The only time I've ever seen yellow ones is the Temple Guards. So I honestly have no idea. Now I know the star, the Skywalker saga has a novelization now, so maybe there's something in it. But at the same time, we shouldn't need to read the novel to understand something in the movie. And uh, Alex, you have a very far, p- fair point here. Like, even me turning my brain off, I was thinking, why does she have a yellow lightsaber? I don't understand it. And when did she go get it? And how did she know about Ilum? Plus, Ilum got destroyed because it was Starkiller base. And what the hell is happening here? So that was very weird to me. Yeah, that that's one of the issues I have with the movie is that it seemed at different points of the movie, things were being told, like, Things were being said, and I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Also, just side point, it doesn't make sense. It's a cool lightsaber, though. No, of course it's a cool lightsaber, but I think one of the and I and I think you're the perfect per like you're the perfect example. The thing about Star Wars is there's all these diehard fans who love Star Wars and know every single thing, but then they throw this, they throw this at the end of the movie. Like, why does she have a yellow lightsaber? Yeah. Where the hell did this come from? Why does she call herself a Skywalker? Like, uh... Man, oh, you, speaking of lightsabers, um, how did you guys... Not, like, Kylo throwing his saber away was all fine in that, or Ben Solo at that point. Uh, because we've never really talked about it. Guys, I love Kylo Ren's dark saber, like his his red one that's like unstable. Oh yeah, that's the broken. So, yeah, it's so cool, so cool. Oh, is that it? It's broken, and that's why it's all unstable. Yeah, it's unstable. So you can kind of tell, like when it ignites, it's a bit, it's not as straight. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's um, why he has the two at the end to kind of to balance it. By the way, um. I've been looking forward to something cool with the Knights of Ren since episode 7, and they were complete busters in this one. They didn't Yeah, they were useless, yeah. They were like jobbers. Yeah, nothing happened. I was 
that's such like they have this weird animal head at the beginning. Like at least make it a rancor head to make it look impressive. But no, the, the Knights of Ren Robustas. I was so I thought I I told Alex is that there were a few things I wanted from the Rise of Skywalker, and one was like you know when there's an awesome clip from a movie and it gets like 10 million views on YouTube, right? I wanted that for Kylo. So when like he goes to the Knights of Ren, I thought all right, this is gonna be awesome. And it kind of wasn't. <laughs> I was really disappointed in that because he just kind of shows up to fight Palpatine. You're like, oh, okay. all right. I always kind of felt like because I remember I don't know if it was hinted, but like, weren't the Knights of Ren supposed to be like some of them Luke's old students? Yes, yeah, they were. He took them from the temple. So I just kind of felt like, yeah, they, like, I guess, like maybe yeah, they weren't yeah. completely polished, force sensitive guys, but like you could have seen something. They're more like purge troopers from Fallen Order. Yeah, it's just like something where like. Yeah, you guys really built this up, especially with Ray's vision in the rain. Remember the rain one? Yes. Yeah, and I was like, all right, let's see them do something, but <laughs> they're barely there. By the way, um, I, I, what I hated most about Last Jedi was at the end, you know how there's that moment where it looks like Ray and Poe are going to be a thing? And it's like, wait, what? Um, huh? You notice how Finn never told Ray how he felt in this movie? Even yeah, though that just, at it. I was left hanging. Yeah. Like I can I can sit there and ignore, like I can be like, alright, cool lightsaber. I don't know why it's a yellow. Um I am gonna get over it and you buried my favorite character's lightsaber in the sand, the same sand where his mother was killed. But I I, I legit, there was one question I had at the end of this movie that was super glaring, it was what why didn't Poe So why didn't Finn do anything? Also, um Finn's character, fantastic in the first movie does nothing for the rest of it. It's his whole character is he stands on a high thing and yells Ray, wanting to save her. That's that's Finn's character now and it's so sad. Yeah, I don't know. Just last Jedi, the whole uh the casino scene. Man, that, don't uh, get started. Especially when Rose almost kills him wanting to save him, even though he's about to save everyone's life. Yeah. Fool. <sighs> yeah. Bit disjointed there. <laughs> I mean, I need to ask this, because this, this is my last negative thing on this movie. Oh, okay. The Force is supposed to be something. A lot of Star Wars, like, casuals just look at the Force and they think, it's kind of like the joke, right, where, you know, in episode, when they break into Scarcular Base in uh, Force Awakens, and Finn's like, we'll use the Force in Han Solo. Oh, like, I love that part, yeah. That's so funny. And he's like, that's not how the Force works. A lot of people just kind of joke around the forces. I'm gonna lift rocks up. Like the Dagobah part with Yoda is so important when he talks about what the force is. How it's like everything around you and becoming one with the force. When in this movie, my biggest problem was how the force becomes an ex machina of hey, there's a bunch of ships, super force lightning. Like the force shouldn't just be a weapon and like a superpower. The force is supposed to be this. It's just. There, I always stand with that, that scene in episode 4 when Vader says that the, the, the power to destroy a planet is nothing compared to the power of the Force. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be this mysterious kind of aura about things. And this movie just kind of bastardizes it, and I'm not okay with that. Uh, I don't even think it's just this movie. I think starting from episode 7 and 8, they added these things that the Force can do. Did, is that just me that noticed that, or maybe I don't know enough about Star Wars? The the one thing from this movie that I liked about the Force that really really stood out 
just because he was so freaking cool, was when Kylo stops the blaster bolt. I was like, oh, what? Excuse me? Like, in, in, in episode 9, when they both kind of fight to save Chewie and she shoots the lightning, I was like, wait, what? Like, that didn't make sense. Because, I, I, I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Force Awake, no, Force Unleashed? Yes, I did. Part where, yeah, so you have. So, Alex, there's this character named, is it, it's Starkiller, right? Starkiller, yeah, that's why they took the name. That's <laughs> Galen Merrick, right? And this guy is pulling down a Star Destroyer with the Force. And this guy, it was already going down, but still he manages to change the direction of it, right? And it is such an intense scene that, like, this, this, doing, like, having the power to control a ship, for example, is such a struggle that, like, this guy is no longer, this character is no longer canon because they didn't know what to do with him, right? And I just, I don't like how, like, pulling a ship, even if it's a small cargo container, is such a little thing, right? When especially, you look at one of the biggest and most impactful scenes of Empire Strikes Back is when Yoda pulls out Luke's X-Wing out the water. By the way, um, actually, I really like when Force Ghost Luke pulled out his X-Wing for Rey. I know, that was awesome. But, that was epic. Yeah, like, that was cool, but I don't like how it's just kind of like, oh, we're gonna Force Luke, we're gonna pull something out the sky. Ah, lightning! Oh, she's a pop -up. You know, it just didn't make any sense to me. Stop it. Just don't use the Force to do something cool. It's not how it works. I kind of felt that too. Just kind of same thing that we kind of said, like the whole Palpatine thing. Like it's cool, but they really rushed it. You know, maybe give us a hint in like Episode Seven or Eight about yeah. that. Palpatine just got his power back and just taught, like took out thousands and thousands of ships. He's literally oh. had power back for like a minute. I get he's like one of the strongest Sith ever, ever, but simmer down now, guys. So simmer down. Yeah. I actually have a point right now with Palpatine where, um, okay, two things I kind of felt. So one thing, um, Kylo Ren's introduction into the movie when he's looking for Palpatine, pretty pretty great. Loved it. Man, when, he, when he bodies that dude? Oh. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Second thing is apparently this was cut out in the movie, but they explained how Palpatine came back. And I'm like, but they said that they took it out for the pace of the movie, but I'm like, you know, that's kind of, like, an important thing we should have known. Yeah, like, you just back? Like, no yeah. explanation? Yeah. Like, I would have rathered it been longer, or you take out a, maybe a, a scene that's not the most important and put that in there. Because I'm like, man, this guy just can't, like, we all thought he, he's been dead since whenever episode six came out. Yeah. So, and, and what, he just reappeared? Yeah. And, like, the opening credits, it's like, oh, they heard a transmission. You know, it would be cool if we heard the transmission as well. <laughs> they, they really, they've dropped the ball when it comes to the opening title crawls of the movies. Like, that was, that episode nine was really bad. They've dropped yeah. the balls on a couple things. Yeah. And I think we really just pointed it out the entire episode. <laughs> um, oh! Yeah. General Hux! My boy, I'm so sad that he got killed. Yeah, that was that was pretty disheartening when he's like, he's like, oh man, are we gonna see him actually help now the resistance? Like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's like, they forced me to help. I was like, Ari's gonna get, and then he just gets sent flying halfway when he gets blasted. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't care if you win. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. You could have had like Palpatine kill him or some sort of thing, but no, it's just no, just get shot. I was not. I was like, no, Huxley, my boy. 
I love these. The only redhead this character gets bodied. I'm not happy. Okay, did you guys have any other negative or positive things to say? Uh, this makes me want to watch it again, this conversation you just had. Yeah. Okay. It's a good it's fun. It's it's fun, I think we can say. It's a it's a fun watch. You just sit down and watch. Oh! Why is everyone I know for it's kind of been like C three PO being annoying has kind of always been a kind of joke in the community. But it's not like they were just being real to him in this movie and I wasn't okay with it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, yeah, that but... one part where he said uh Babu Frick, my oldest friend one of my oldest friends, that yeah. that was great. But isn't that something that that's kind of been happening to him since the beginning? Oh, the, he's always, yeah, like he's been the annoying but like kind of intelligent whatever. No, that's, no, what I mean is he's been the butt of the joke since, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they, everyone's just been making fun of him. Oh, no, the, the prequels especially made him, ever since he was a god to the Ewoks in episode 6, it was like, what's going on here? Then they just made him so unlikable in the prequels. But then, like, I, I don't know why. I really liked him in this movie. He was actually really, really funny. And I thought they were going to flat out just kill him. Like, so did I. I. I think they... Excuse me. I think they should have, actually. Um, I would have liked to have seen, like, R2's reaction to it. Also, um, I don't care about Dio or RRBB8. I'm a big R2 guy. And he's, he's been done there. dirty. He's been done dirty. Underperformed. It's not giving... The uh, screen time he needs. No, no, hasn't been underperforming. Hasn't, given, hasn't been given the chance. Yeah. I'm upset with him. I mean, I'm upset with how they treated my boy R2. He has been through, like, man, man, he's been around since episode one. He's been through it all. Man, he's been in the game as long as Chewbacca's been, all right? Like, give some respect to R2-D2. Okay. Play. Anything else? Because I have a very important question. Okay. Okay. Let's say you meet someone new who's never watched Star Wars before. Mm-hmm. How do you tell them to watch the the nine movies? Oh, I've yeah, I've heard of this one before. In release in release order or in chronological order? Okay. Um, Adam, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? You can go first, buddy. Okay. Um, I like heard this thing where someone's like. Watch episode four and five first, then leave it like that. Where they're like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck? What is but what, what? What's with this? Um, I am your father thing." Yeah. With Luke. Then you show them the prequels one, two, and three. <laughs> okay. As a backstory, I'm trying to like present this like a narrative feature kind of thing. So, so yeah. episode four, five, one, yeah. two, three. And then conclusion, like and solution, is you know, the res- when it's resolved is episode six, and then celebrate everything. And it's like, wait, is it over yet? It's not. So then you watch seven, eight, nine. But I know, like, there's another thing someone added where when you watch episode between episode two and episode three, you watch Clone Wars. The yeah. movie, the movie. No, not the but movie. I'm like, watch the series. Watch the series. The movie. You... Watch, like, watch yeah, the series, but... yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, like, all right. Hold on. But it's like someone who's just watched this. Like, why would. That's a lot. I mean, like, if they had the same dedication, hopefully, like, in an ideal world, they'll watch all of this. Yeah, like, in an ideal world, obviously. Right. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. 
Uh, I would do. I really like that, Dan. Yeah, you do four and five because not only because the the beauty of episode four, if you watch it not knowing anything about Star Wars, it's it's very it doesn't it doesn't dumb things down for you. It just goes right. Plus, episode four and five, all around, are not only great Star Wars movies; they are near perfect movies in general. Plus, yeah, the I'm Your Father thing is like, damn, that's freaking awesome. Then, yeah, then you go to, because then you really want to get a sense of what Anakin is. So then you do the prequels. And yes, the, and see, the reason you watch Clone Wars series is because what Star Wars Clone Wars does best is tell the story of Anakin Skywalker. You make him likable and all this sort of stuff. And that's, oh, my Lego has just come in the mail, guys. My Lego Millennium Falcon is here. Thank you so much, Mim. Oh, sweet! Oh, my dog just tried to jump on the bench. She fell. I love you, Carrie. But anyway, um, also, you get it, it. The beauty of Clone Wars, it shows Anakin Skywalker's slow but definitely foreseeable turn to the dark side. You get to see him in his Padawan, his relationship with Obi-Wan. It also adds to his character, and it makes his fall that much worse. His relationship with Padme, right? All this kind of stuff. And then you also see Palpatine do stuff in the background. See Darth Maul, all this fantastic stuff. Then you see his death in Episode Three, and it just hits you that much harder. Then you see Episode Six. You see his redemption. It feels good, but then it feels like such a complete story. And then this new trilogy just kind of messes everything up because you see Vader's helmet so much that you still get that thing of Darth Vader and not Anakin Skywalker. His voice is in Ray's vision, but you can't really tell the part if you're not looking for it like I was. That's the one issue I have is this new trilogy, fun as it is, I don't like thinking about it in the grand scheme of things. So, okay, so how would you tell someone to watch it? I would do exactly as Daniel said, but I would say give it a few years, then watch the new ones. Uh, Also, watch Solo when you finish episode six because that's a great movie, and only watch the second half of Rogue One. I watch second half is being nice. I watched the last maybe two minutes where Darth Vader's there. Okay, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, first of all, if you ignore everything and you just see this like assault on the base, it's actually very, very good. And what see that and the Vader scene are the only good parts of this. Rogue One's not a good movie. It's just the see. Vader. It sounds like you're moving the goalposts. No, 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 no. I'm just. Uh... Okay, so here's what you do. Here's what you do. Is okay. You do the. You watch episode four, five, one, two. Clone Wars 3. So then yeah. you see Vader for the last time. But then what you do is then you only show him the back half of, of Rogue One. You see them get the plants and you see badass Vader killing crap because he makes it that much more intimidating to start episode 4 and you see holy crap. No, 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 no. Because you watch episode 4 again. 4? No, 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 no. Okay, so the last half of Rogue One, 4, 5, 1, 2, Clone Wars 3... Six, solo. A few years, the new se- the new trilogy. That's what you do. Okay. See, I I I had it four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. But then I realized it just got really confusing for people. Yeah. But like for me, is like I like the chronological story. Yeah. So I'd probably tell someone to watch one, two, Clone Wars three, last half of Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm happy that we've all kind of put in here that we're putting Clone Wars in. Daniel, where would you put the last? Daniel, where are you putting Rogue One here? Because we're not. Because you need to. Put oh yeah, it. I didn't put it. Yeah, I forgot I didn't put it. That's I guess it's not a movie. Because Solo's fantastic. 
I don't know. I don't like chopping movies. I like watching the even if like I didn't like it, I watched the whole thing. Even like I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch Phantom Menace just for the like duel of the fates. Oh no. John Williams save this movie. Da-da! Like so I don't know, I'll put Rogue One right before uh A New Hope. Yeah. So you're showing someone <laughs> Rogue One. <laughs> Probably, if I had to rank all nine or ten, I guess, if we're including Solo, Rogue One, you're showing the worst. I put Rogue One at the bottom of the list. I don't, actually, can, I change, can I change my answer, actually? Okay, you know like how we get a syllabus and it's like required readings and recommended readings? Yeah. <laughs> recommended Rogue One. <laughs> Yeah, recommended. Like, if, Don't if put you Rogue have, One if, on it. If you have, if you have time. Yeah, if you have time. Like, it's, it's yeah. Movie, it's, watch it. it's not required, but it's it's not. It's yeah. recommended. The only, rec- the only mandatory part is minute hour 56 to credits because that's Vader. The rest of it, you can get some extra credit there, but really, it's you don't need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, wow. Guys, I'm just gonna I'm gonna open this box quickly and let's just look at my Lego that I ordered. Hey, what a special time! He he Podcast. ordered he ordered the 1300 piece Millennium Falcon. You damn right I did. Because he didn't want to spend 900 dollars on the 20,000 piece Lego. I've just gone all in, Adam. That's what I said. No, I was looking for a Star Destroyer, but I couldn't find like a like a one that was below a thousand dollars. Oh my god. No, because Sorry, go ahead. We should start doing product reviews because I just bought NHL 20 and NBA 2K20 <laughs> in our well, isolation. If, you, if someone had Xbox, we could have started our own ESHL team. But oh, that's cool, man. We could just compare. It's like, yeah, our <laughs> PlayStation experience, our Xbox experience. Um, Daniel, are you going to be around on Sunday when we can hopefully do a next like? We should. What are we doing for our next episode? This is all. I'm assuming we're just retro review. But sorry, what? Retro review. And what? What are we gonna look at exactly? Whatever you want. TBD. Um. What? TBD. What to be say? decided. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do we want to like? Do we want to look back at Leafs game 2013, or do we want to wait until like what? Okay. Okay, if you twist my arm, I'll watch it again. So how about we we all go back and watch the third period of 2013 Game Seven Leafs Bruins and we? Oh, talk- I you don't want to watch? I I can't watch it as we record. Oh no no fine we can do that fine we'd like to have a discussion on it as we go like we all started at the same time. Okay. Well, if you have hockey questions, no, let's do this on the podcast. We'll stop recording and then talk about it. Alright, well, quickly, lads, as we finish off, so I ordered this from lego.com. Um, so it's the 40th anniversary, so I also got a free Lego train for free. Daniel, I don't see you looking at my Lego train on camera. You I'm looking look at, at it. it. It's oh, froze. You're frozen. That was accurate. Also, for some reason, they gave this, like, picture frame as well for free. But. So nice of them. Hey, this is. Um, so I just swore. Oh my god. 13. Look at this. Oh, and it's the newer one. So the Lego figures Lando, um, Chewie, C3PO, Finn, Polio, his oldest friend, uh, R2, and Dia. Wow. Well, 
1,351 pieces. So I expect a picture of that one is done. Yeah, so... And that's going on the Instagram page. So, Daniel, I know you've told me this before. Are you over the age of 27, or are you, like, 26? 26. You're 26. Because I was going to say, 9 plus, so I'm more than double the age for this. So when you turn 27, my brother is 27 years old. So my brother is three times old enough to do this. So for con- for context, I'm 20 years old and I'm about to do this Lego. Don't judge me, people or listeners. But anyway, so that was <laughs> that was the first episode of Bizarre Adventure. If you want us to look at something, or if you want us to watch something, whatever whatever your heart desires, throw it our way on our social media. It'll be in the description. Put it in the comments on the YouTube page and let us know because you never know. We it's, might- a biz- it's a bizarre adventure. We might just talk about it. It's a bizarre time. <laughs> that too. That yes. too.